Welcome back to the Hollow Sky Podcast. We are your hosts, Stephen and Kyle, and it's snowing again, and it's super icy so. and sleet and sleet. So if you're out and about in our neck of the woods, just be careful and don't crash because that would suck. Just pull the e brake. Pull the e brake. If Vin Diesel can do it, so can't you. Yeah, too fast, too angry. <laughs> anyway, we're back today. Kyle's going to take us on another magical trip to somewhere that's not fun at all. So, that being said, first we got to get through the business. Check us out at all of our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Check out Hollow Sky Podcast when we're there. Come over, hang out with everybody in the fan page. Talk about weird stuff. Just come and say hi. Send us some creepy pictures. If anybody's got any pictures of Bigfoot or a ufo or ghost ufo pictures would be dope or a mermaid well that'd be weird yeah never seen you don't see very many mermaid pictures no not at all yeah or the jersey devil or just anything dope just send it our way because that'd be cool yep and if you got a creepy story kyle's about to tell you how to send it to us you can call it in on the hotline which is not Mutual insurance company. Yeah. But you can call it in. <laughs> we keep, if <laughs> if you're listening, woman that keeps calling the hotline She's number. She's not listening. Yeah, if she, I guess if she was listening, she wouldn't keep calling the hotline number. We have a woman that keeps calling and leaving us voicemails looking for Omaha Mutual Insurance. We are not Omaha Mutual Insurance. We're just a paranormal podcast. Yeah. So we can't help you. I almost thought about texting the number and letting her know but i thought that might be weird so i just didn't do it yeah but yeah, anyway I can ima- yeah anyways, anyways if you have uh, a creepy story and you're not looking for insurance please get at us yeah it's gonna be one eight seven seven eight zero zero hollow that's four six five six yep those numbers and then you can use your smartphone app record your story email it over to the the podcast at hollowskypodcast at gmail.com or you can just uh, write out your podcast, or your podcast, <laughs> write out your story. You can write our podcast, too, if you want. Yeah. Write out your story, send it over on the email, and we'll read it out. That would be super dope. Speaking of which, if you listen to your podcast on the Apple Little Podcast app, hop on over there and leave us a five-star rating and review. It helps us to become more noticed, I guess is the word, in the world of podcasts and makes us more easily... And just show your love. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be dope. If you leave us a five-star rating and review, we'll shout you out. Which we got a new one today. I'll read it. It's awesome podcast. Good job, guys. Keep up the good work. And that's by Big Chungus. Or... Dope. As I like to call him, Everett. So, he asked me (laughs) if I was going to shout this out on the podcast. So, there it is, Big Chungus. Yeah. Thanks, bud. From there, we are going to go into our listener story of the day which I just got last night, and it's crazy. So I decided to read it today. It's, I'll just read it anyway. Yeah. I haven't got to hear it yet, so I'm pretty excited. So I've been in, uh, let me preface this. I've been into like communication with a guy I kind of grew up with. He's older than me. Like we, he's quite a bit older than me we weren't like friends or anything but our families hung out and if you revert back to our pilot episode i talk about my mom the light 
Well, the woman who saw the light over our house, our next door neighbor, it's his mom. So that's how it ties into everything. We all grew up in the same general area. And this all kinds of ties together. So from there, this is our er, Luke's story. So we were talking, right? So if this kind of sounds out of context, just bear with us. So he tells me, my wife asked me a question I never thought about before. The incident involving AJ and I, which AJ is his younger brother, went like this. I know it was the early 90s because I was in my Chevy Chevelle, somewhere between St. Mary's Church and our shop, where, and where our shop is now, I was driving home around 9 at night. No other traffic anywhere. Shortly before the highway curves left, the most intense bright white light appeared out of nowhere. It was like a flashlight being held right in my eyes. Oddly enough, as blinding as it was, I could make out the outline of what I assumed was a man about my height. First in sync was the jam on the brakes. As soon as I did, the light was gone. The car died. All lights inside and outside were not functioning. After a few seconds, the light came on. The car started. AJ wouldn't even answer me when I asked him what we hit. I couldn't find any damage, and I couldn't find anything anywhere. I drove to Mom and Dad's, and AJ was begging me not to get out of the car. He never mentioned it on the highway, but now insisted that I stay in the car. I went in, got my mom, and told her everything. She went out to talk to AJ, and he told the same story, but refused to get out of the car. He told her whatever we seen was still hiding under the car somewhere. My wife's question was, did this happen around the same time as the lights at your mom's house? So that fuck that. Yeah. I read it. I'm like, that is crazy. Well, right out of the gate here. I know exactly what happened. Motherfucker was trying to steal your car. <laughs> Cause that is the baddest car on the planet. Not to mention ever created ever. Kyle's got a thing for 70 Chevelles. They're the best. He's in the process of building one. Yeah. So if you want to be my sponsor, <laughs> I'll gladly take sponsorship. But, yeah. Throwing back to the possible alien encounter. Oh, so, hands down, that's what's got to be. Yeah, he's Has just to be. trying to get, catch a ride. And, dude, I wasn't that creeped out until he says, whatever is out there is still under the car somewhere. Fuck that. Yeah, dude. That gave me goosebumps. And as far as the time goes, I was kind of talking to you about it last night. Dylan was born in 92, I think, somewhere around there. So with he, him being old enough to go to the back door, as my mom said, it would probably be 94-ish, 95. So not too much different than what you saw, what you experienced as far as timeline goes. Um, Where else was I going with this? And this was this the same night of the... The lights at the house, or was no, it we okay? So it's well, a, we don't know. Okay, because right. I'm not sure when exactly his happened, and I'm not sure when exactly my mom's right. happened. Right, but it was when Dylan was little. Okay, so either way, it was early '90s. Yeah, either way, there is a relativeness to the the time frame. Then you know, yeah. it's it's within X amount of years of each other, months, days, hours, whatever. Yeah, and another thing that got me is that the car died. The lights wouldn't work. The engine yep. died, which is pinpoint on for most abduction stories you hear involving people in a vehicle. Right. And yeah. uh, it may instantly when you're reading that, it, because like I stated on the last podcast, I'm rewatching all the X-Files and right off in the first couple episodes, there's that scene where Mulder's driving down the road. His car shuts off. <clears throat> he gets out, marks it on the road. And Scully asked him about it, and he's like, oh, nothing. You know, it might not be anything. Come to find out, like we were saying, in 
encounters with UFOs in this type of situation, vehicles seem to just completely shut down. It yeah. kills all the electronics. It's like they manipulate the mechanics or the energy or something yep. every time. It's a question I got you might not want to answer or think about. Did you have any missing time? Oh, for sure. Was there a point, like, did you got, you're on the road and say it's like, oh, 9 o'clock, and you didn't get to your parents' house like 1130 or something? Because that usually goes hand in hand with it, too. But it's, and the fact that you saw an actual. Like the outline. Form. That's crazy, man. Like, you sent me that that story. I was like, holy shit. And did he, did he say about how tall it was? He said about as tall as he is, so. I don't even. He's he's probably six foot, a little bit over. Right. I was gonna say normal average man build, yeah. you know, five nine to six foot. And the fact that it freaked AJ out so much, like it having two witnesses completely corroborates the account. Corroborates. And you know, I was thinking about this the other day, not to veer away from this particular subject, but. Uh, it makes me wonder how many old timers out there, and I, I say old timers with respect, you know, like my dad, he's in his sixties, and he he retold because we were talking about this type of shit the other day around Christmas, and he retold me a, uh, his personal story, but he's only told me this story twice in his life, and it makes me wonder how many of these these guys out there have these stories. And just don't share them for, because they don't want to sound like idiots. You know yeah, what I mean? Be or crazy. Yeah, yeah. You know, my dad's story is he used to he grew up in Calhoun, which I wish we had some more Calhoun listeners because I guarantee you that people over there see shit because it's its own world. But he was telling me that you know his mom was out in the yard. It was middle of the daytime. His mom was out in the yard doing garden work. They were kids. And they were out playing, and he's like, next thing you know, over the hills, here comes a UFO. And he's like, it's exactly what everybody described it as, you know, like the flying saucer. He's like, you didn't hear it. You saw it come over the hill, and then it just floated there. And then all of a sudden, it just took off like a rocket. He's like, it was gone, and just like that. And it, it's a pretty humbling story, you know, because I don't take my dad as a liar. He's not that type of man. You know, he doesn't exaggerate. He's not a far-fetched person. Yeah, he seems he seems pretty down-to-earth and serious. Yeah, I mean, that's just who he is. And But like I said, it makes me really wonder how many of these stories are just kind of locked away people with these people. People just don't have the means to share them or, like I said, they're worried about being ridiculed. Well, and I mean, in all fairness as well, how often does this get brought up in day-to-day conversation? Yeah years after the fact you know but yeah i mean as far as this story goes i don't know what i would think i guess initially i would think seeing that bright light and then the outline of somebody i feel like oh maybe somebody spun their car out in the ditch that's or a, yeah that's you know what that I mean? my first reaction like someone's got their lights but i don't even know like it just came out of nowhere a and they disappeared just as quick as it was was right. there and it makes me start to wonder just about our general location because that's where the area he's talking about is not very far away from here. Two miles maybe? Yeah. Is there something about this general spot? Well, I mean, there's all the, the shit that I had when I was little, and that's just... In the general spot. What, uh, 20 miles away, somewhere in the neck of the woods? You yeah. know, it's not far. 
and I was even thinking even closer, like pinpoint to just this location because you had, you had his, you had Luke's encounter, yeah, Luke and AJ's encounter, early '90s, presumably about the same time, my mom had her shit go down, literally the same area. Well, if you think about and then it, you fast forward, and you had all the stuff that happened with my youngest boy Maddox, where he was being terrified. Well, think about my time frame. Spaceship. It would have been in the '90s. Yeah. You know, because one of them happened could, to yeah, me. Yeah, it could be county, like countywide. One of them happened to me when I was in third-ish, fourth-ish grade. You know, I graduated 05. And then the other times, the other couple ones, I was more around the age of 16 to 18. So that would probably, I mean, it's still, it might have been late 90s then. Yeah. Well, early probably, 2000s. Probably yeah, early 2000s, yeah. But nevertheless, I mean. It seems like a lot of weird shit's gone down just, around it just this makes, area. Yeah, it makes you wonder what. Well, and you know, and it may, maybe it's like this everywhere. Maybe everybody's got a story specific to a spot, but it just seems like maybe because we're here, it's bizarre. Yeah, and it's standing out. But especially like him seeing the bright light down the road, and then my mom's seeing the bright light, and his mom corroborating my mom's story about the bright light. And then now we fast forward to now and Maddox freaking out about the UFOs and not wanting to go on the spaceship and all this shit. Like, yeah, that's fucking terrifying. Yep. And then the other little detail that caught me was how they were under the assumption to actually hit it. Yeah. Yeah. Why why did you have that assumption? Did you hear a noise? Did you drive through it? Uh, because he he said they got out and checked the car. Yes, they checked for damage and there was no damage. And the fact that AJ, his little brother, was so scared, like he wouldn't even get out of the car at the house, like at his mom's house, the safety of his mom's house. Right. He was like hell no. So I don't know. It's a fucked up story. Like <laughs> it's terrifying. Yeah, I mean, I would shit myself without a doubt. I mean, that would be that would be horrifying. I don't I don't know what else to say. I mean, it's got to be. I mean, all the telltale signs are there. Yeah, for, it's, it's it's like for a, you it know, like ticks alien. all the boxes on a UFO yeah. sighting slash abduction. If there's Everything. missing, if there's missing time, you know what else, what else is it going to be? Well, I mean, the the worser of the situation there. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's I'm like not, <laughs> you see a UFO, you or you get it. taken by a UFO. <laughs> I mean, there's just that's just the way it goes. It's, it was so nuts. Like when he read it to me and, the, or when he sent me that message and I was reading it and trying, I was connecting the dots with all the other shit that happened. I'm like, I got to move the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's crazy. I got to go. But anyway, he drives a truck. So I know he said he's seen some other crazy shit while being out on the road. And I'm excited to get more oh, yeah. stories from him. He says he's going to think them up and write them down and get them to us. But we appreciate the support, man. Absolutely. And before we jump off this, is he the same one that you sent me the the thing where he said he listened to us fifteen hours straight? Yeah, that's fucking insane. That's awesome. I'm sorry, <laughs> like that's crazy. That's what we were talking about. Like we're like, man, people actually listen to us. For yeah, that long? that's I I couldn't imagine it. But yeah, either awesome. way, you know, we appreciate it, man. We appreciate it a ton. Yeah, I mean, it's humbling. Stay safe driving out there. It's a absolutely. Crazy world. And it, like I said, if you think up anything else, or if AJ's got any crazy stories. Tell them to get at us and send yeah. them our way. We'll be glad to share them. Call in, write in again, whatever you want to do. Yeah, but try to think back. If you, if you, even if it's a half an hour, you're unaccounted for from the time you saw it till the time you got to your parents' house. Like, oh that's, yeah, 
that's something you should probably look into. Like for me, the nail's already there. Like the coffin's already nailed. <laughs> like you, you had a close encounter. Yeah, could you, I can't even like I'm picturing it in my head just cruising because you I drive the road every every damn day, and I just see myself going around the corner and then boom, you know that light oh, out yeah, of nowhere. Oh yeah, suck. And it's so blinding, but you still see a silhouette of a man, which makes you think he's got to be close to the damn car. Well, yeah, and the light at that point, the light would have to be blinding almost. Yeah, I mean that, that's what he said. You know, you know, I mean, but you you figure to see that silhouette there, it, the light would have to be really bright to see only a silhouette with no features, because that, you know, you're that means that light would cancel out your light essentially from lighting him yeah. up, you know, because it'd be so bright. I don't know. It's crazy. And then, yeah, it's all the tail, like, in the car not starting and everything shutting off. Like, it's all there. It's X Files, bro. Straight up, which is awesome. But yeah, thank you so much for sharing the story. And yeah, we appreciate it. Definitely be safe. So from there, it's not going to get any nicer. Nope. Because now Kyle's going to take us out to wherever the hell Montauk is. Yeah. And he's going to magically whisk you away to the Montauk project where you probably don't wish you were. No, I wouldn't want to be a part of this. Um, so the Montauk Project. And now some of you may remember some of the happenings surrounding this place. Some of you may not. But I will guarantee that all of you are familiar, well, most of you, can't say all of you, but a lot of you are familiar with the TV series Stranger Things. Demogorgon. Yes. And it's a, that is a fantastic TV show. If you haven't watched it, you're dropping the ball. What are you doing? Yeah, shout out to Stranger Things. You guys need some extras. We're here. Oh yeah, that'd just be email dope. us if you need some podcasters or Sharknado. Uh, yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, Camp Hero. This place is along the Atlantic Ocean. It is currently a pretty popular hiking spot in the New York area. Now, within this gorgeous landscape, sits a military base. Of course it does. Yes. And it is full of secrets. Now. Of course it is. Yeah. Back in 2008, I would be most certain, because I remember it, that a lot of people remember this mutated creature washing up on the shores of a beach. And it had like it the was, Montauk monster. Yes, it was the Montauk monster. I'll post a picture on the uh, social media. It's it's strange looking, but it's kind of like raccoony. Yeah, and they're supposedly as later on in this, I will get to it, but supposedly they found the reason for this creature, which oh. is a pretty humoring story. But anyways, you know you had this creature wash up on the shore, and. Coincidentally enough, it made people start talking about the Montauk Project again. And because it it just kind of disappeared for a while. And people mostly started out, obviously, speculating what the monster actually was. Some say it was a government experiment, experiment, while others claimed aliens. Some people pushed for an animal with mange. And one man came forward and claims responsibility for the animal. And this is the story I was telling you about. He says that him and his buddies found a dead raccoon in the sand and put it on a child's duck float toy, set it on fire, and pushed it out to sea. <laughs> what? Yeah, basically, you know, claiming what that they, they gave it a a Viking funeral. <laughs> yeah. So you have this going for you. 
If you look at it, it almost looks like it has a beak. Yeah. So it, I, I don't know. Raccoons it's strange don't have looking. Beaks. It reminds me of Spike from Land Before Time. Yeah. Kind of. But anyways, now and and to add to the the discrediting of the Montauk monster, he said they also did a water waterboarding endurance competition and clothespins on your genitals challenge. So what? Yeah, that's. I think that they were just using somebody to discredit what washed up. <laughs> How did that even get brought up? I don't know. And you know, like, They're like a, hey, I mean, listen, we set this on fire, which turned it into the monster, and we close put clothespins on our balls. Yep. Because if you look at the picture, it doesn't look like it was on fire. No, it just looks like it's rotted away. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't. There's no obvious burn marks. It what? is hairless. <laughs> I'm way more intrigued by the waterboarding and the uh, ball torture. I mean, personally, like, how did that even get brought up? <laughs> I don't know. He was just getting interviewed, and he's like, "Yeah, go, by the way." You go to the news, and you're like, "Hey, that crazy creature you found out there on the beach—that uh, was us. We did a Viking burial <laughs> on a raccoon." And they're like, "Oh, well, that's kind of weird, but at least we solved the problem." He's like, "Yeah, and I closed pin my ball sack." Yep, that's and us. Like, okay, we'll see you later. Yep. I mean, don't get me wrong. I could definitely see a group of guys doing that type of shit. We did some weird stuff, but, but I never got that far. Like I said, the the picture. Anyway, the one that I digress. I, you got, you caught me off guard yeah, with that. That's why I said it was a pretty humorous story. Uh, the picture that I remember seeing, it doesn't look like it was caught on fire. No, if that, it's, that's if what it's I'm this getting. This one, at. the OG one right here. That's the one I was. Th- that's the one I remember seeing on the Wikipedia. You can look it up. And I'll probably share it, but I, like Shauna says, I never share stuff that I say I'm going to. Anyway, if you look at it, it doesn't look like it's been burnt. No. It just looks like it's like almost sun bleached from laying on the beach, maybe. And you would think that if you caught it on fire and pushed it out in the water, that rubber duck float toy is not going to take but two seconds to deflate and put the animal out. So I don't know. I don't know. It just seems weird. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem it doesn't seem to fit the bill for me. Teenagers and young adults are weird, and they do weird shit. So yeah, you can't really write it off because it wouldn't be that far fetched for someone to do it. No, but it doesn't explain the creature per se. Yes, it might not even be. They may have set a raccoon on fire and sent it afloat, but this may not have anything to do with it. You're absolutely right. I didn't think about that, but you are right. But the reason why I bring up this story is because, like I said, it, it seemed to respark everyone's interest in Montauk again. Now, the base itself has a, a really dark past, and it seems to have had a past of human experiments and time travel, mind control. Every damn time. Searching for other dimensions. Every e- time they try it on humans. Yep. Extraterrestrial contra- contact. All types of stuff. It, it's crazy. Now, I'm going to start this off with um, two gentlemen who, per my research, seem to have had a really, really top-notch hand in all these stories that I go through tonight. Um, The first guy, his name is Preston B. Nichols. He is the one that pretty much blew open the Montauk Project experiments, claiming he was actually one of the people they experimented on. Now... Preston was born in Long Island, New York in 1946. He received a degree in parapsychology 
psychology, and electrical engineering, which is rather curious in itself, the three fields that he he went in and got degrees in. It's, it doesn't seem to really fit a normal bill on degrees, but that's my opinion. He then went into defense electronics and began working on or at Brookhaven and a place AIL. In 1968, Preston's involvement with the Montauk began. He got involved with stealth research and was told that the research was started right after the Philadelphia experiment. So there's a, there is a link there with uh, the Philadelphia experiment. Preston worked as an electrical engineer on the base. He stated that the, the facility was built in order to train psychic spies out of young boys using technology recovered from a crashed a- craft technology recovered from a crashed alien spacecraft. What does AIL stand for? Say that fifty thousand times <laughs> fast. Um he got he then got pulled into Mind Sciences project at Montauk, where apparently they were working on interfacing a person's mind with a computer. Elon Musk yeah. was what they built. Not true, but might be true. Uh, I'd say it's pretty close. He also worked with an Al Bielik on the psychic aspects of the Montauk Chair and the Montauk Boys program. Now, if you remember, Al Bielik, if I'm saying your name right or not, I don't know, but he also had a hand with the Philadelphia experiments. Damn it, Al. So it seems to be that a lot of Montauk was stemmed from the start of the Philadelphia experiment. So did the, so the Philadelphia experiment happen first? Yes. Yes, it did. I gotcha. Okay. I wonder if Montauk was put together to try to explain some of the things that happened. I don't know. At the Philadelphia experiment. You know what I mean? I feel like it was, or maybe further the research, yes, I guess. That's what I feel like. <clears throat> I feel like it was more designed to, like, hey, we have a starting point here. Let's keep let's keep <laughs> going and see what happens. We messed up all this shit, so let's keep doing it. Right. Now that sounds spot on. Al is how I'm going to refer to this man from now on because his last name sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it just does. Anyways, Al he took direct part in the Philadelphia experiment. He he began to uncover repressed memories of having worked on the Montauk project. He claimed. He claimed that all of his memories were locked away to keep his secrets from surfacing, which seems like a pretty ingenious way to make things go away is just to make everybody forget that it ever happened in the first place. That sounds pretty government-y. Oh, yeah. I mean, you hear it in quite a few conspiracies. So much so that Al actually later found out that Al wasn't even his name. He was apparently born Edward Cameron and worked on the Philadelphia Experiment with his brother, Duncan Cameron. What? When they were in their 20s. So, hold on. Yep. Pump the brakes. Al didn't know he was Edward? No. He he apparently found out through like a memory regression process. So, he didn't, he didn't change his name. No. Like trying to hide shit. Nope. Someone else changed his name trying to hide shit. Yes. <sighs> and there's also a theory. Now, I don't know if there's a lot of meat to this theory, but 
There was a theory that this owl, who is actually Edward, and his brother Duncan were apparently the two guys that jumped, jumped off the off ship. Jumped off the boat. I knew you were going to say yep. that. So if you listen to last week's episode, the time-traveling boat jumpers yep. just turned out to be the Montauk fellas. Yep, that would be the story. What? You planned this. I, I kind of, well, actually I didn't. I started doing the Montauk research first, and then I seen the opportunity and all these links with the Philadelphia experiment, and I'm like, well, shit. Got to do it. Yeah, I've got I've got to set the origins. But uh, that's nuts. Yeah, it's crazy. But back to Nicholas, he claimed that there were different types. Hey, Hollow Colt, the weather's getting nice, and you know what that means? It's cryptid hunting season, and the first rule to cryptid hunting is good footwear. That's why we're excited to announce our partnership with Tacovis Boots. When you're out hunting the dogman or stalking chupacabra, you don't have time to break in boots. That's why Tecovis is so nice. They have first wear comfort. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with their styles when you're out hunting cryptids. And let me tell you, their styles are on point. I've always considered getting me a pair of snakeskin boots, and their pair is mint. They also have crocodile boots, caiman boots, ostrich boots, regular leather boots. They they have it all, and it's it's ridiculously awesome. You can even stop by their the local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. So just imagine yourself getting a pair of legitimate snakeskin Hollow Sky branded boots. How awesome would that be? Nothing is going to intimidate a dog man like a nice pair of gator skin boots. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Of beings that worked at this facility. He says that we had little grays, large grays, as well as a variety of reptilian beings. And what's kind of curious about this is he claims that the large grays didn't want anything to do with him. <laughs> he, he he would enter a room, and they would just walk away from him. 
Like we do to a cockroach? Yeah. That's I mean, it's pretty spot it's on. It's kind of weird. And there, he even said that there, or there have been claims that there were extra dimensional beings whose appearance were God damn it. of a humanoid shaped and they kind of had the appearance of hollow glass. Which, for since we're tying a whole bunch of crazy shit together, remember the, the encounters we had with the orbs and we were talking about the orbs and shit? Yes. People saying they look like hollow glass. <laughs> yeah, with like a swirly stuff in them, yeah. paint, color, whatever. What if that's how the interdimensional beings get back and forth? I don't know. Because, I mean, why this would be why before Skinwalker. Why do we open skin these rabbit walker. holes? Because that's what we're supposed to do. Yeah, it was do. Skinwalker, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, well, Skinwalker's always been there, but... Dude, I have a theory on interdimensional beings. Of course I do, because I'm Steve, and that's my... That's true. That's my go-to. It, 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 we're not going to get into it, because I keep saying that until we do an episode on it, but this is all just confirming it. It's, it's going to be fine. <laughs> it's all going to be it? fine. Nothing or we can do it? about it. No. Carry on. Okay. You just keep throwing me all these, like I just did, just keep tinging boxes in my head. So, Skinwalker Ranch is definitely interdimensional beings, and they're interdimensional beings here, too. Yeah. Now, I wanted to give everybody a little bit of background on these two fellers, because like I said, this involves them quite in depth, especially the Cameron brothers. And like I said, you know, uh, Preston, he was kind of the one that blew the top off it. He's the first one to come forward, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. How long, when when did this all break break open? I'm not exactly sure on the date of whenever Preston came forward. Was it well after the Philadelphia experiment? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um. Okay. Now there's some other little tidbits of information here that I'd like to go through, and it has to do you know, pertaining to the beginning of of this as well. Now, there was a, a Dr. John Von Neumann. And, he sounds like a supervillain. Well, he pretty much was. Great. He had vast resources through the military, including a database of Nazi psychological research. He sounds like a, a Nazi head villain. Nazi guy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, he totally does. Now, apparently, Von Neumann attempted to connect computer tech with sophisticated radio equipment so he could link people's minds with computers. Here's the crazy part. He was successful. in having human thoughts received by esoteric crystal radio receivers and then relayed into a computer. And... Es- yes. Hold on. It, no, it's getting heavy. You said esoteric... Crystal, crystal radio receivers. Radio receivers. I have no fucking clue what that means. So when in Napoleon Dynamite he wanted to travel back in time, he said you got to use the crystals. That was probably a reference to Montauk. He was totally spot on. Which is fucking weird. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. And Esoteric crystal radio signals. Yep. So, with that being said... I'm just going to sit here and process that for a second. That's fine. So, basically, what had happened was it turned into kind of a mind-reading machine, is what this would do. Once this information reached Congress, they shut this motherfucker down. Because they were all afraid 
of that technology being used on them. That's what I was just going to say. They don't want they don't want anyone figuring out what they got planned. No. So the project, as you could guess, went into a private sector. Then the military, who always has the deepest pockets, aided in its success because they wanted to use it to control the enemy's minds. So what they do? They created a new research facility on Montauk Point. It had a Sage radar antenna, which emits 400 to 450 megahertz. And apparently, that just so happens to be the same frequency needed to enter the human mind. Dude, I guess nah, this is showing how much I don't know. I guess crystal radios are a real thing. A crystal radio receiver, also called That's a crystal set, weird. is a simple radio receiver popular in the early, day, early days of radio. It uses the power of received radio signal to produce sound, needing no external power. What? They had they had electric cars before they even had electric cars. Crystal radios have very few parts. It needs no batteries or other power source. It can be built in a short short time out of things you can find around your house. The reason what? a crystal radio does not need any batteries is the amazing capabilities of the human ear. The ear is extremely sensitive to faint sounds. I don't even know what to say. Dude, I'm building one. Okay, let's do it, and then we'll see if we can read Sarah's mind. You don't want to go there. Eh, touche. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, Sarah. Yeah, I Love forgot you. about that. Happy birthday. Anyway, back to... I just... I keep going off on tangents because you read me this crazy shit, and I'm like, I got to Google this. Dude, it's a lot to process, but... Apparently, crystal radios are a thing. Okay, carry on. Okay. I apologize. No, it's cool. Uh, One of the first experiments of the Sage Disc... Dish, not disc. Dish occurred after the researchers discovered that the general mood of the base changed depending on the frequency and pulse duration of the radar. They also moved to testing whether or not they could alter thoughts on a large level. So they basically would try to, once they figured this out, they were like, well, let's see how much uh, we can do with these guys. Let's see if we can just push it a little bit. Of course. So first they tested on soldiers who were told they were going to be there for a little bit of (laughs) R&R. Hey, guys, come on over and just chill. Uh We're not going to do anything nefarious, we promise. Just relax, buds. Now this is where it gets interesting. After they moved past the soldiers, what was the next best thing? Well, fuck. Let's just start. Let's just start shooting all these frequencies and stuff at the cities. Yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah. So they started testing it on the civilians of Long Island, New York, New Jersey, and even Connecticut. The the mind reading thing, right? Yeah. Well, mo- no, mostly the uh, they were shooting the frequencies at the cities to see if they could change their mood. So basically, depending on the the frequency, the the duration of it, and the pulse of it. You could make a entire group of people mad or make them sad. That's terrifying. Yes, and that's what they were trying to do. So they just started shooting it at the fucking cities <laughs> to see what they could do, which is crazy. <laughs> which it makes you wonder what that has evolved into. Yeah, you know probably, what I mean? Probably pinpoint us whenever I'm having a shitty day. I'm calling them. Yeah, so I would. I'm going to say, stop. They're like, Steve. Sending your radios at me. Today's. Steve's life is going to suck, and it's going to suck for no apparent reason other than the fact that he thinks it sucks. <laughs> it's just going to suck because we're shooting these radio signals at him. <laughs> Why? Why do they got to screw around with this stuff? Because uh, they're stupid. 
why would like what the name of science who's sitting there and like you know what radio signal radio frequencies can really really f with humans let's see how bad it can get dude it's just human nature we're idiots it's (laughs) as smart as we are we're idiots it's that simple when what if it like and i say this what if it gets into the wrong hands? But are there really any more wrong hands than it's no. already in? No. It's like let's Fuck. let's um, put these radio signals out and start a riot. Let's put these radios dude, out. Dude, what? It makes sense now. There's a real life case of this shit. Wasn't it just when uh, you listen to Carnifex? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, wasn't it just like last year? All them politicians and shit went down to where was it Cuba or whatever or thing Puerto Rico some shit yes. they all getting sick yeah totally remember that this and they were claiming that they got hit with some type of something just like this did they ever figure out like who's behind it I don't think so legit? not to my knowledge but that's crazy because super villain dude it's like I mean it happened it's real life we're just figuring shit out every single week. People, you don't we're give here, us enough credit. We're here for you. We're making the, we're figuring out the hard mysteries. Yeah, <laughs> and you can hear it in our voices when we figure shit out. Light bulb goes on. Yep. Because I I know that radio signals can screw around with shit. Like, yeah. Like you can tune into frequencies that'll make bridges collapse, and you can t- tune into oh, frequencies that that'll make people shit themselves and make people feel sick. Yeah, South Park did an episode on that. Yeah, so it's legit. But I didn't know you could tune into frequencies that make people depressed i mean it makes Emo sense music. it makes sense mm-hmm. it doesn't take much to alter the way a person thinks no i mean i could do it yeah by being a dick that's what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> carry on all right you so keep, you just keep so with all the you give me a headache that's You're all, all kind mood. of like that's all kind of like the uh the beginning the prelude okay hold on hold on hold on so they're shooting it into the city. Yeah. Did anything come of shooting it into the city? Not that has ever been Was there released. like an uptake in crime? Is this when like... I'm sure that there the, are a lot of the people New out York there. mobsters just took over the entire thing is because everybody was so complacent because these radio signals are like, you know what, just whatever. It'll be fine. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt that there was a lot of... Um, uptick of of certain things you know it could it could have been suicides it could have been anything but as far as i found to date nothing has ever been uh declassified or concrete linking the two Hmm. now obviously in our field uh, there is concrete evidence but it's always discredited it's always not concrete yes broken concrete you know, I'm, I'm sure that if somebody really, really, really wanted to deep dive into this stuff, and maybe there has been somebody out there, and if there has been, please point me in the direction that has done the research where during these said years that <clears throat> they know they're shooting the frequency out there, you know, they would look into these, you know, crime, uh, suicide, just anything and everything. And they probably, I guarantee you they would notice a change unless the, the military was just going for subtle changes, you know, I mean, hell, it would even pay off to have people happy. Yeah, it would because then they could they might be like, well, let's let's get them to go buy more stuff because they're happy. You know, yeah. they're doing this, they're doing that, or even to the point to where like, oh, maybe it could affect how people vote. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I don't know. It's 
The possibilities are endless. Yeah, they need to quit messing with people. A. That'll never happen. And B. People need to be smarter. Well, I mean, you can't blame it on people being dumb when they don't have any effing idea. That no, I'm talking about the scientists doing this shit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, no, they don't need to be smarter because they're just going to do more nefarious bullshit. I know. I know. I was talking to the kid at work about it. Wow, because we were just kind of going into the subject, and this is fucking off our subject. But anyways. <laughs> that seems to be uh, the theme today. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about CERN and shit, and I'm like, it's, an, it's just what scientists do. Because they have this giant machine that they're like, hey, there are a couple things that could happen, and a couple of them are not good. Like, we could create a black hole. And just erase civilization. Yeah. And then they still just go, fuck it. Let's push the button and see what happens. That's what scientists do, and we don't appreciate it. So stop. Especially when it comes to race and civilization. Yeah. Because we have more podcasts to make. This is true. And if you erase us, then we don't do it. All right, back to the main subject here. We're getting sidetracked a lot tonight. <laughs> but so one of the one of the the first experiments that I have on on the list tonight was the Montauk chair. Now, apparently both Bielik and Nichols worked on what is now referred to as the Montauk chair. Apparently it used electromagnetic to amplify psychic powers. An even weirder side note, it was rumored that the chair was actually taken from an alien spacecraft that had crashed. So, you know, there are theories out there right now that I've been stumbling across where the the beings that pilot alien spacecraft actually don't even have any controls. They more or less just use their mind. It's how they that's how they drive the spacecraft. Seems um what's the word I'm looking for? More efficient. Yeah. Less levers and knobs you have the less lever and knobs to break right um you're just putting a lot of uh a lot of faith in the stability of that being's mind right which i mean they're obviously i'd jerk the wheel way more brain. advanced i would jerk the wheel with my brain i feel like they do that in the sky just to show off yeah just so people see it and they're like <laughs> what the hell now with this in conjunction with this chair Duncan Cameron was found to have psychic powers. And Duncan would be the younger brother of Al Bielik, who is actually Edward Cameron. So get lost in that for a second. I'm going to have to take notes. Yeah. Apparently, Duncan could manifest objects just by thinking about them. One of these experiments was called the seeing eye. All Duncan would have to do is have a lock of a person's hair or other appropriate object in his hand, and he could see through that person's eyes, hear what they're hearing, and even feel what they're feeling. So basically, he would be like a co-pilot to somebody. That's he'd crazy. be a he'd be a passenger. Can I don't even know if you know this, but I'm just gonna throw the question out there. Can he manipulate what they do? Not, or is he just like is I think he he's just more or less observer? Just, yeah, I think he's just a passenger. But either way, imagine the possibilities with that. You want to figure out what your enemy's doing. Well, here. Here's his uh, pencil. Go check yeah. him out. Here's a toenail. It's, yeah, gross. But yeah, essentially, that's all you would need, and you could just be somebody's passenger. That's crazy. Now, apparently with this chair, the first version of it was built in 1974. 
and the person would transmit their thoughts to a second base in Southampton, Long Island. But a problem began in which the, the physics transmitting a false reality which created time glitches. That's not good. No. Not at all. You know, so then they ended up having, I think, two or three different versions of the chair. Oh, did they uh, did they build different versions, or did it just come out of the time glitches? I, I don't know. Like every I wouldn't time, be surprised either way. Every time he screwed something up, it like, glitched, and then there's another chair. And they're like, oh, piss. It's possible. Let's go back and fix it. So they go yeah. back to fix it, and then another version of the chair pops up. I wouldn't doubt it. I know there was at least three versions. Um, And I know this oh, kind of seems a little bit clustered right now but with this Monchok chair I wanted to give you a little bit of background on Duncan because Duncan ends up becoming the all-star like Duncan they find out that he has the the psychic powers and so they start using him to do tons and tons of shit and like I said I, I wanted to give everybody a little bit of background on it and the chair itself because the chair is kind of like the key component here because this chair, essentially, like I said, it amplifies somebody with psychic abilities. So you just take a normal psychic, you put them in there. It's super psychic. Yeah, and they, their power just explodes. Um, But moving on to a different area here, I'm going to go to the, the the homeless of, of around Montauk. Now, apparently, it was discovered that with the ability to create objects from thin air would affect the flow of time. So this is another one of them quantum fucking things that just gets me wrapped in circles. So time was altered when objects were being materialized appeared earlier or later than they were meant to. So using Duncan, they began to focus the psychic energy and with that, they were able to open a time tunnel. No one knew what was waiting in the time tunnel. As rumors would circulate, they apparently, you know, would be like, who can we send through the time tunnel here? I'm looking exactly where you're going with this. And no one, because we don't know if they're going to come back. Because this just seems sketchy. Who so who people a, not miss? Yes. So they started janking up the homeless. And what they start doing? They started sending them through the fucking tunnel. And they, I guess apparently what they would do is they would get all these homeless people, round them up, take them to the base, and they would prep people for a few weeks. You know, they would, they'd get, you know, they'd get them ready and they'd, I'm sure they'd feed them well, they'd give them baths, you know, treat them like rock stars. And then they'd be like, all right, here's what we need you to do. We need you to go in here. Go check it out for us, please. They'd go in there, and they were briefed. When you make it back, we're going to need a full detailed account of what happened on the other side. Well, nobody made it back at all. (laughs) (laughs) Of course they didn't. Because as you you can imagine, you know. They didn't. It's like with the new, like, okay, for me, there's a personal reference here. The, the new Xbox comes out. new piece of tech comes out. You initially want to go buy it really bad. You're like, oh, I'm going to go buy this. I'm going to go buy this. But you know you know that it's always in your best interest 
not to go buy the first generation of it. Because got the bugs. first generation has bugs. You gotta exactly. Fix it. You gotta fix that shit. Exactly. My So they're saying that's kinda like this with this time tunnel. You know, the the they just experienced they just did it one day. So they're like, Well fuck, let's just send stuff through it. They really didn't understand how it works. Well, later on, Duncan kind of perfects what happens and where they can go. Okay, so that's what we're going to go in the next episode because we're about at an hour. Yeah. So you're going to have to... Hold on. Before we do that, I got a real moral issue here. Okay. How many times do you send someone into a hole that they don't come back from before you got to start thinking, maybe this is a failure? I guarantee you... There is no end to that. Just keep shoveling them in. I there. would guarantee it. Why wouldn't you? Like the first one goes in and doesn't come back out. Okay, maybe they got lost. Maybe they, you know, maybe they did end up somewhere and it was dope and they just took off. Yeah. So they're like, all right, bring the next dude in, send him in. He doesn't come back. Hmm, well, that sucks. Maybe they're hanging out together. Let's send another one in. Nothing. Nope. Another one, nothing, another nothing. one, nothing. Like, how many times do you have to try to be the square peg through the round hole before you're like, man, maybe this is not, maybe this isn't a thing? Dude, I guarantee you they don't even think about that. Sure, I'm sure there's there's that one moral scientist who's like... I quit. Well, yeah, we can't do this. And they're like, well, guess who's going through the time tunnel next? <laughs> See you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, for, because you... It's, it's like you said. It's like, it's like being in a bad movie. There's it really always is. that fucking crazy scientist who's enough is never enough. He has to complete his work because it's what he's put on this planet to do. So, so Duncan created the the time tunnel. Yes, because which is a portal. Because basically. using this Montauk chair, he would become so powerful that he could, you know, he could uh, essentially visualize. Um, a monster energy drink and it would just fucking appear in his hand. <laughs> like he could materialize anything. Kyle and his monsters. Yeah, you know. But, so, if this is all true, the government, the government's doing this right to try to in- Fuck yes. increase their, their weaponized government stuff. You know, put them ahead of the game. Who's to say... Because this this tech had to come from somewhere. What if there's another psychic that builds one and uses it for shitty, even shittier stuff? Which wouldn't surprise me. <sighs> but you see, this is this is where this is why I get kind of jambled because there's tons of information that I want everybody to have, and I don't exactly always know the best order to put it in, but kind of going backwards here a little bit, you know, because Duncan figured out he could materialize shit. And this is my take on it. They said that it would create time glitches and shit because he would materialize things when they're not supposed to be there. How does that even work? That it ha- In my head, it has to be in direct relation with time itself. Like, okay, so, like... 
So say he's he's like, I'm going to visualize this monster energy drink. But it, the monster energy drink is in hasn't the past. been created. Or, or, it's in it the hasn't, past. or it hasn't been created yet. So because of that, that's when it starts to fuck up time itself. Because like he could sit there in his time and be like, well, what if I just pull? What if I just visualize the Colosseum and I bring the Colosseum back? That fucks up the displacement of time and starts to create all these glitches. So does uh, does he pull the Colosseum from the past and bring it to the future, or is it a whole new Colosseum? I would, I don't know. Like in my head, it would have to be a new one. It would be a new one, but it's not from. It's not appropriate for the time that we're the time that we're living in. Because I feel really like- crazy. The more I, I think about it, I feel like the past, time travel to the past, I I almost feels like, like, I sit there and think sometimes, what happens to the past after we live it? You know what I mean? Like, no, yeah, like, I, a, like I, a minute ago. Visualize this. Okay, say you're driving down the road, right? You're driving down the road, driving down the road, and you drive a mile. Yeah. Is that mile you just drove just forever stuck there in the past? Is it just a linear path of things that you've done for your whole life just existing in the past? Or does it just disappear? Is there nothing after you live it? I don't do know. You, do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. I can visualize exactly what you're saying. Like, is everything that happens in the past, is it just, is it just gone once you live it? Like, like what we talked about one second ago is gone. But if that was the case... Which then, would make time travel to the past impossible. Exactly. It'd but make if it not, utterly impossible. But if not, there's just infinite pasts because Well, if you think about it in theory, that for that would fuck all time travel. Because if you're using that concept for the past, you you would use the same concept for the future. The future hasn't happened yet. Exactly. So there's nothing written for you to jump forward to. Yeah, but you could still manipulate it. How could you manipulate? I mean, I guess you could manipulate it in the now to get things to go the way you want it to go. I don't know. This is this or is maybe, beyond my knowledge. Maybe the future is already mapped out. It's possible. And they want to, they want to disappear the past because they want people going back there and screwing with shit. It's possible. I I mean, I firmly believe that anything. Which is makes possible. you wonder. Hold on, makes you wonder where these time tunnels went to. Yeah, if they went to the past. They just obliterated it into nothing. Because I'll, I'll be driving know. and I'll be thinking about that. I'm like, okay, I just drove past St. Mary's Church, for example. I'm like, if I could rewind myself three seconds, would anything even be there? Had you Have you seen the uh, uh, the Stephen King movie, The Langoliers? Mm. People get on the plane and they go through this big electrical storm. Yeah. yeah and yeah. all these people disappear mm-hmm. and they go, they land at the airport and nobody's there. Yeah. And it's like they're they're just a few minutes behind in time, and there's all those monsters that are eating the past. Right. Yep. That's what I think happens. Are you going to doubt Stephen King? I hope that it doesn't happen, because monsters eating actual time itself fucking is scary. Where else does it go? I don't know. I, the- is there just a huge linear garbage path of the past that we all had? Because it would have to be... There would be infinite paths of everything that ever existed just in the path of time right now, or in the, the trail of time right now. Dude, I don't know. Like, this is one subject where I literally, I get to a point 
in the process of thinking of this and a literal wall is in my head and I cannot get past it. We need to get the ast- some astrophysics guy on here to tell us about this because you I think Neil deGrasse Tyson would know. Yeah. I'll tag him. I'll add him on Twitter and see if he talks to us. He won't, but if he does. It's worth a shot. Yeah. Because I. Then you guys know him. Tell him to come talk to us. But anyway, back to where we left off the Montauk project. Where are we stopping at, Kyle? We're going to go ahead and call it here. We'll, we'll re. We'll end with the homeless and begin with the Montauk boys on the next episode. So we ended with them just shoveling homeless people into this portal. Yeah. And them never coming back. Yep. Which so, is extremely unfortunate for anyone who had to go into the portal. That's what you got. Yeah. And like I said, I apologize for being a jumbled mess tonight. There's a lot of information to unpack here. And we're kind of going off on tangents. We're having a good time. So we yep. hope you have a good time too. Anyway. Tune in next time to hear part two of the Montauk Project. And we're going to jump right in with the Montauk Boys. Until then, make sure you go to all our socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and come and hang out with us. Send us creepy pictures. Send us creepy stories. And until then, stay weird and be safe. Howl Sky out.